Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. I'm Cody Fields, the president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects in Greenville, South Carolina. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com. Also, make sure you join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge and join the discussion. You can also follow us and comment. Make sure you comment on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. Give us five stars. Helps get the word out. Uh, Bradley is taking care of some pastoral duties this week. So instead, I am solely joined by... Hey everybody, John Ross here, Westminster effects artist and church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. So I guess I'll start. Well, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say you sound better than you did last week. Uh, yeah, I feel much better than I Cody did last Fields week. Cody Fields is on the mend. <laughs> I don't sound like a Waffle House waitress anymore, and uh, really thankful for that. Uh, I did overdo it when we recorded and then went to a business thing that I had to talk a lot with, and then I went from that a couple hours later to our church small group with that kind of discussion stuff. And uh, so I've still got a little bit of a sore throat from it. I think it, like I actually kind of blew up a vocal cord. <laughs> so I've been trying to take it easy. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so I guess I'll go first since since the, hey, what did you do in church this week for you is one of our topics. Um, <laughs> uh, at church, Bradley was in the last portion of Romans chapter 4. The sermon title was, How Did I or How Do I Become a Christian? And the answer, obviously, to that was sovereign grace, effectively. And he kind of he kind of worked worked through uh, some of the ordo salutis, the order of salvation type of stuff. Uh, we also had uh, our uh, an announcement that our, I guess, yeah, I pastor, yeah. pastor emeritus, uh, one Pastor Ernest Barr, who has been at resurrection for 30 years is now stepping down uh, from being on staff at res to more so focus on uh, the ministry uh, geared toward his wife who's had numerous health issues for years and uh, so we're sad to see him go uh, but at the same time like just the fact just how he even announced it was just like well dang that's cool because um, you know that guy is uh He's awesome. We need to have him on. Uh, and he's also really sarcastic, which is. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a decent right. fit. He's, he's sneaky sarcastic. He'll 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 come up and bite you and you won't even realize it. And then you'll feel like you just got a hug from it at the same time. So it's <laughs> a rare combination, you know. So so, John, uh, you had an adventure at church this week. We. Uh... We got back to the heart of worship, man. No copyright <laughs> infringement intended, Mr. Matt Redman. What was it all about? <laughs> it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, and it was. So, uh, <laughs> so this is this is what went down. So, two eleven worship at our central campus at Christ Lincoln. Uh, we've got two services. We've got one at nine thirty and then one at eleven a.m. And the nine thirty one went uh, went great. Uh, I was. Uh, in the uh, uh, guitar number two uh, station, so you know primarily rhythm licks and stuff. Had an awesome set list. We did some Phil Wickham. Uh, there was a Hillsong uh, track, and even a Planet Shakers one to close things out, which I'm. Oh I'm, man! We all know I'm partial uh, to Planet Shakers. Just a tad. Um, just a smidgen. 
And so that was really cool. Um, you know, and uh, all, of course, running my awesome signal chain all through a Westminster Effects Geneva AC30 yes. amp and cab sim uh, direct into the front of house console. And Hashtag buy pedals. Mm, mint. So <laughs> that was the first service. That was the first service. So first service ends, boom, 9.30 or 10.30. 10.30 service ends. I, uh, I go back into uh, the office, the green room lounge area, um, you know, kind of recombobulate myself, get my picks back in a row and, and uh, just kind of chill for a second. And then I go out to find my family because they, because um, Kelly was picking them up for Sunday school and, and everything. So uh, we got them, we got them, a, got them a donut, you know, had, let them run around, said hi to my wife. And got in a conversation with uh, with one of the other uh, other young men in our congregation, uh, just chatting about I don't know, trucks or something, and about trucks and Bud Light and things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> men, men, men. And uh, then the power went out, but not all of it. So the half the stage lights went out, and the front of house console went out. And found out later one of the amps went out, one of the power amps. We've got uh, a three-power amp cluster. Um, and some of the stage circuits went out. And our the, uh, our guitarist who was on lead this past Sunday is an electrical engineer. And so he started to hear the, the HVAC system, which run on three-phase motors, start to crank, but then not cranking over. And um, so he ran to go get our facilities guy to see if we could shut those off so it didn't burn the motors up. And what had happened is our church has a three-phase power supply to the building. Um, we lost one phase. Not a huge deal. It may have not even been noticed in the rest of the, the facility uh, outside of the 211 worship space because of how plugged in everything is. Um, so went, I got our front of house guy. You know, I got our worship leader. was like, okay, this is what's going on. Um, let's check for breakers and then... You know, let's figure out why this this one power amp won't turn on and repatch some things on, on a circuit that works and go. You can't throw the main switch by hand. You've got to pump up the primer handle in order to get the charge. It's large, flat, and gray. And so we did. Um, with about <laughs> 10 minutes to serve it. Ten I'm a little hesitant about that. So, well, we, we did, because here's the thing. We've had some electrical gremlins on stage. Um, you know, within the last, oh, man, probably six months or so, we've simultaneously blown out both power tubes in a nearly new Fender Blues Jr. Um, oh, boy. We've lost a uh, output transformer on our VHT Special 6, um, and then we completely fried the front end of a Ampeg SVT Pro, which that hurt because uh, you know that's a, it's a a fantastic and fantastically expensive bass amplification device. So we were a little hesitant to plug this stuff in, but you know we got it going. And we're like, okay, if everything's fine, we'll we'll go easy on the system. We'll run it at half capacity, and we'll just uh, we'll just go we'll get some of these powered wedges from the back and a wired mic to i mean so at the very least we can do um you know we can have pastor speak through that and uh and as and, and you know and then do just a quick acoustic thing with the worst leader's guitar and a mic as that was getting set up 
we got Pastor on, a, on uh, well, as that was getting set up, we lost phase number two. And so that left us with essentially 115-ish volt circuit for the rest of um, the space. So we had like, I mean, a third, probably less, of the outlets <laughs> available to us. Um, so we went, okay, we're not running the system. We're shutting it all down. We're unplugging the expensive stuff. We're going to use these powered stage wedges. And I ganked one of the SM57s off, off of my guitar cab, which I wasn't using because, once again, run direct with the Westminster FX Geneva AC30 cab and amp sim. Look Thanks, it up. Right. By panels. So I grabbed that. Mike gave it to Pastor. He starts going. The lights are kind of, you know, they're not really there. We got a little bit. We've got some, like, par 64s on, just kind of flooding the wash of the front of the stage. And he's halfway through his sermon because we, we, you know, we, we got off to a late start and we're like, you know what, we're just going to jump right into the greeting and the sermon and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to do. And so, he, so we did, and about halfway through the sermon, the third phase goes. So, <laughs> that, so once that goes, it's dead. I mean, it is absolutely dark other than the emergency lights that click on. And this is a this is a space about the size of a of a middle school gymnasium, uh, give or take a full size full size court, um, and we have like maybe five emergency lights in the space. Which I mean, it's up to code and everything. It's just you know you're trying to light this massive space with essentially flashlights on the wall, and so people started pulling up their their phones and uh, you know turning on their flashlights and holding them up. Um, one of our uh, our greeter staff grabbed uh, one of our big emergency flashlights and shined it on Pastor. Another one grabbed one and shined it on the cross. And uh, Pastor Aaron started raising his voice to continue preaching. Um, when someone came from the back, and apparently in this magic emergency kit I had no idea existed, there was a megaphone. And so Pastor, without skipping a beat, grabs this megaphone and... <laughs> preaches like a traffic cop man like he is there and not a beat i mean of course he acknowledges the situation makes light of it but he just keeps going And so I, I caught a quick video of that. And in the meantime, um, I run back while he's still preaching and praying and whatnot. And I'm like, worship leader, dude, we need to do something to finish this out. I mean, yes, of course, you know, we can give them the message, pray, and, you know, send them on their way. Um, but we don't need electricity for, to, to lead music. You know, the question was, where is, well, will they be able to hear? It's like, I'll grab the second acoustic out of storage and we'll, we'll just do it, you know, two acoustics, that'll be enough. Well, will they know the words? Well, we'll just do the one song that, that they know really well. Like they know the chorus of by heart because we do it a lot. Um, this is Amazing Grace by Phil Wickham, I think. Or Your Love Awakens Me. Your Love Awakens Me. Your Love Awakens Me. That was the one. And so we, we do it. Um, 
you know, pastors uh, finishing up, uh, directing, uh, directing the uh, the traffic there on stage, and um, and so we grab a couple guitars, um, we have some stools set up, and we just belt it. You know, at the end, I mean, nothing came back on. I mean, the power the power stayed off for the better part of that afternoon. I mean, crap, so, it's still off. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that bad. I, I mean, <laughs> you're already planning next week for two acoustics and at, at the very it, right? at the very least, I, I dropped my ki- my my kids off um, uh, every day this week at school, which is also the church facility. So I assume that they have power, um, and I haven't heard any complaining from from my son. So I would guess that it did come back. And uh, but it, it, you know we we sang that song, we did our standard benediction, our go in peace and serve the Lord, and we flung the doors open. Daylight came in, and people stayed and talked just like they do. Every Sunday. <laughs> Don't even need electricity to talk to each other, apparently. I mean, our, our our worship leader, Steve, gets hit up by everybody and their uncle and their uncle's best friend uh, to talk about this, that, or the other thing um, on, uh, on, on Sunday. Just whatever. And still, <laughs> you know, darn near pitch black, except for a couple open doors and some emergency lights, and zero things have changed. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I it cleared out probably a bit quicker. I know my family and I did because I was like, "Well, guess that's it." <laughs> so you know, I rounded them up and we we went home and had sandwiches. Plus, my my wife and son had a swim meet to get to 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 go support one of his friends. Um, but then came the Facebook uh, reaction. Where, you know, Facebook, so everyone, you know, someone stubs their toe, they have to let the internet know about it. Uh, so they, they get home and they start posting pictures and, and videos and comments and, and this and that saying, so church was a bit strange this Sunday, but this was the best service in a long time. Yeah. So many people were struck by the memory not even the memory, the the essence of what happened. That without power, without lights, without a sound system, it doesn't matter. And for those of us involved in the the orchestration and logistical side of the, of the worship service, that never even crossed our minds. It was like, okay crappy situation make, make what, it work what, what are we gonna do <laughs> and you know there there were suggestions from others on the team it's like you know we don't we don't need music i mean what if it seems gimmicky like we staged this or something it's like it's not gonna seem gimmicky like it's you know it is like really cold in here right now like this is obviously like a legit thing that's happening like the heaters are off and and so you know we we did it and it was awesome Speaking personally, I probably had a more contrite, worshipful experience 
slamming on an acoustic guitar and belting out some Phil Wickham tune, you know, nearly a cappella, than I have over months of of playing sick riffs. Like, you know, so the power of the situation was not lost on me. The, there, the there's very much was not lost yeah, on me. It, that's, that's a great word for it is sincerity is... You know, we we often get into such such a rut of thinking, I have to make this look good, I have to make this sound good, I have to make it look like I sound good, <laughs> you know, and, and all of the yeah. above, Absolutely. where, uh, I mean, honestly, it's, and, and I could go on a rant about several things right now, but I will abstain, uh, but the sincerity, soul, Cody Fields. the sincerity of, of, hey, we're going to worship here. We're going to have no pretenses about anything uh, has to be refreshing to a lot of people who are so used to oh, seeing, man. hey, we have to put on a full blown production and there's nothing wrong. We've we've said it billions of times on this podcast since that's, uh, you know, entirely possible for us to say something billions of times. Um, <laughs> we've said it so many times that no problem with lights, no problem with fog or pyro even. Uh <laughs> Uh, but was was the word sung, proclaimed, and read? There's yeah, your church so service. There's your church mm -hmm. service. And and if you have those things, whether it's whether it's with a couple of acoustic guitars or a couple of electric guitars, or if you have to go all like secret church and you have one light bulb and you can you can barely crack fifty decibels in the first mm -hmm. place because. Your, your entire church might get murdered for it. Yeah. That is just as much church as, as anything. Absolutely. So, so I like that. That was a good move. I mean, I, I know, I know you being, being a musician who's technically savvy, you weren't immediately thinking, Oh man, this is going to be a cool experience. It was, Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it was, it was, let's make this thing work. Oh, I was, I was running around with my head cut off. I mean, getting, you know, getting these powered speakers and things set up. And we actually, I had gotten the second one set up because we were going to have a second one for reinforcement. And we had plans like, okay, when he stops preaching, I'm going to really quick switch this power over to this power adapter. You're going to go plug in your acoustic, grab that mic, and you're going to lead us in a song. And then, you know, then we're, we're out. And then that was when the third phase went out. And it turns out it wasn't an issue with the church's power. It was an issue with Lincoln Electric System. And uh, hopefully this, uh, whatever this is, gets rid of our gremlins that were in the pipes that fried all of our lovely amplifiers yeah. uh, over the last half a year. But let's, let's get, let's, let's pull it down to a practical level too, is, is you were able to adapt on the fly, which, mm. which we should, we could all probably learn from. Uh, we had a situation at resurrection a couple months ago, where where our board died during rehearsal, and like oh, just yeah. act, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like actually kick the bucket. And as far as I'm aware, we're borrowing the same model. I don't know exactly what's going on. I don't know if we got it fixed or or anything. I haven't uh, even thought to ask about it. But it, it turned into all right. How can we pull this off? <laughs> what can we do, and what can we do quickly? Uh, with sure. it being rehearsal, the uh, the singers stuck around. 
and and that they were going to plan on one acoustic singers and let's see what we can do because they they had a, another board it just wouldn't have the capability to for to sure. carry everything that we would normally do uh thankfully we ended up getting the same model on loan <laughs> Uh, the exact same model, yeah, and that was able to get set up, and we we did our Sunday as normal. But at the same time, our team was like, "Let's make it work. We're not going to freak out. There's no reason to freak out." You know, and and that I, I think that's a good practical point to have too. Is we need to realize that if we don't have a light in a certain place, or you know, enough channels on our soundboard, or you know, our even you know. Uh, heaven forbid, our tone not dialed in exactly where it should be, that that's right. okay. You know? Yep. I mean, in a supportive, compassionate, uh, you know, worship staff, worship team, I mean, this sort of stuff is is okay. You know, we don't have to be so uptight about what it looks like, what it sounds like. We need to focus on what it is, or at yep. the very least, not get in the way of what it is. Now, that's not to say, and we've mentioned this before, that's not to say, you know, forego excellence for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It, but it's to say, where is your focus? You know, we, we mentioned this a bit last week, too. I mean, is your focus on... Hearing and proclaiming the word in the fellowship of God's people? Or is your focus, you know, something different? And, you know, I think that's where it starts. And that's a mindset, you know, to be able to jump into action. Yeah, that's, you know, that is a, uh, that's a personality trait. It requires knowledge. It requires remembering where you put stuff that you don't use all the time. But we need to keep Christ the center, no matter what. And you know, that's what I'd love to say. I'd I'd love to say that's a given. (laughs) I'd love to say that's a given. Um, But that needs to be our first and foremost responsibility. Now, secondary to that is making sure that people can hear. You know knowing that there's a second acoustic stuffed away somewhere so that people can hear, knowing that, hey, we should probably have stools so it's not like awkward, you know, drum circle on stage. You know, but each independent, (laughs) I mean, this came together in less than five minutes. Right. You know, um, but encouragement to, to those of you in smaller churches who may not have powered stage wedges sitting around. I mean, maybe your power amp blows, maybe you'll lose your soundboard. Maybe you don't have extra gear to plug in like we did. Well, this goes to show you that you don't need it in times of, in, like in, in times of emergency or, or an unforeseen circumstance. Because in a church with Oh, I don't know, 600-ish, 400-ish, somewhere in there. Um, I, I can't say if, that, if, if we got attendance counted that Sunday or not. Um, <laughs> but, but in a church of, let's say, four to 600 on that one service, they received Christ and Christ to the full and were enabled to return praise and thanksgiving to him through song. Don't worry about it. If you lose yep. power, give him Jesus. If so uh, if the bathroom Sick. floods, give him Jesus. You know.
So you were talking about what's our focus on. You know what my focus is on right now. (laughs) (laughs) You and your segways, man. So professional. So professional. Uh, I'm (laughs) focusing on NAM, which is next week. And but first, we're gonna split this thing in half and have a little commercial break right here, so we can make a little bit of money. So we'll be right back. And yep. we're back. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. So, yeah, next week is Nam 2019 in What is Anaheim. Nam, Cody? For those for, for those of us out there who may not know what this Californian circus of was, music well, is, what well, is Nam, Nam? First off, Nam was a very misguided military conflict, uh, but I don't think that's the <laughs> one we're talking about. <laughs> Nam yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I've ruined everything. Um, what what does NAM stand for? It is the National, National Association, Association of, of Music Merchants. Merchants. Yeah, and this is the, as far as I'm aware, the largest music industry convention in the world, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't and think music I, music messa is any larger. Yeah, was, and uh, so I, so I am I am going out there once more with uh, my friends at Lyman Guitars. And I don't know my booth number off the top of my head. If you want to come see me, uh, I'm going to have a whole lot of cool stuff, a whole lot of new stuff to try out. Uh, just send me a message via Facebook or Instagram, and we'll make it happen. Uh, I'll direct you to wherever we are because I don't, I don't know those details at the moment. Um, but I have, let's see, how many new pedals? Seven new pedals. Um, seven new pedals. Seven, seven new pedals. Yeah, so you're about to get some new stuff. How many new season. pedals? Seven, t- seven pedals? No, 70 times seven pedals. 70 feel. times That's seven pedals. Many. Seems legit. Um, <laughs> but, so we now have, and if, and if you saw the Indiegogo that I did to uh, kind of fund this trip, uh, you already know that there's a lot of version twos and some brand new stuff. So we have the new version of the Piper Drive, which, by the way, all of these new drives have soft touch switching, um, as well as everything but my DI line and the chick delay. Everything now has soft touch, and it's awesome. Um, and it's and it's all on this. Uh, you know, part of it was how can we increase the reliability of everything. So there's circuit board mounted power and circuit board mounted input and output jacks, which also means it's more efficient for me to build so I can get more of this stuff out the door. Hear that? Um, Quick, quicker turnaround time coming yeah, to you from yeah. Noseminster. Yeah, how about that? So new Piper Drive, uh, that's going to be a super transparent first stage kind of overdrive. It's kind of fun if you dime the gain. It kind of gets glitchy a little bit. Uh, like, but other like than bit crushed almost, almost, almost. Okay. Um, but other than that, it's more of a classy first stage. Okay, sure. Transparent, whatever. Uh, the the brand new thing is the Puritan, which I'm really excited about, and I used it in two or three songs at church this week. 
where this is basically meant to sound like an AC-30 that's dimed with okay. a treble booster in front. Oh, wow. Okay, so screaming. Yeah, it's it's not transparent. It, <laughs> it's, it's actually really stackable, but it... But if you crank this thing by itself, it sounds absolutely glorious. Like it gets thick and raunchy. Oh, and that's awesome! Rich. Um, I also have the Edwards version two, um, which that might be the one I'm most excited about. Uh, for sure. For to tell second. us more. So the Edwards Overdrive, the version one, it's it's my obligatory blues breaker, morning glory, yeah. Prince of Tone-ish style that everybody sure. has to have these days. And especially for P-dubs, uh, that's kind of the thing. Oh, yeah. And so, so this circuit has been totally overhauled. Uh, also with a ton of help from Justin Tenkate of Mezzo Effects. And uh, the, it's, it's even more versatile and it also now has an added presence knob on the front instead of that being just a trim pot because now it's actually usable. <laughs> before, <laughs> before it was such a bright pedal, you had oh, yeah. to have it rolled off. Um, so to go with the Edwards, we now have version two of the 1689 Overdrive. So I don't know what that says about London Baptist Confession since it's 1689 version 2. Well, I guess the 1689 <laughs> is the second London Confession. Yeah, true. Second London Baptist Confession, rather. So I guess I'm still in the clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the 1689, the joke is, since it's my Tube Screamer style overdrive, the 1689 takes something great and makes it better. Since so much of the London Baptist Confession is ver literally verbatim. The Westminster from 1646. For sure. Um, so it's it's a tube screamer style, uh, switchable clipping between asymmetric and symmetric, and it also has a clean blend, which I had far too many requests for. Whoa! So I it did it. So nice. you, can almost, you can almost make a case. Almost. I'm not going to say you should. You can almost make a case that it kind of takes the best of the Tube Screamer, and the best of the Klon Centaur, but then mm. splits out that dual gang gain pot. Might be a little technical for some people. Uh, Shoot, but, I think that's a little technical for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the the, uh, the trick that the Klon Centaur uses, so the, you gearheads who think we should talk about gear more often, you, you're welcome. Uh, the trick that the, the Klon Centaur uses is most potentiometers have three legs. It's a variable resistor, and as you turn it, it increases or decreases the resistance. So what the Klon Centaur uses on the gain stage is a dual-gang potentiometer. It's basically two potentiometers with one shaft, so one knob that you turn that controls two different uh, resistances. Sure. One of those is the gain, and one of those increases the amount of clean signal that's blended in to the output. Okay. So, so as you turn up your gain, you get more of your actual clean guitar signal, and that is how the Klon Centaur ends up sounding so clear on high-gain settings. Mm. And now we know how and a now overpriced we know. little so, golden horsey can sound so good. <laughs> so... I incorporated that into the 1689. Uh, now, of course, with the Edwards in 1689 getting 
their own version 2s. We also have the version 2 E89, as well as the version 2 Dually. Now, those, uh, the obviously, with the circuits, that's new. Uh, I also was able to shrink the height of it. Uh, anybody who's had these pedals or the original Geneva, uh, I actually shrunk that one, too. Uh, Whoa, just man. In, just really? Come height. on, dude. Did I not tell you? Let me grab this thing. No. Be right back. So, so while Cody unplugs, if you haven't seen the original, let's see, it would be the uh, the E89, the original Dually, um, the Luther Tap, trem- temp, uh, tap Tremolo, uh, the Geneva Amp Sim, and... Okay, uh, so I'm back, and I don't know what John well, has been saying about me. The terrible, terrible things. Mostly just Good. outlining the pedals that use this 1590BB enclosure. Yeah, um, yeah. The, Which is did I get that right? Did I, did I get that right? <clears throat> uh, well, technically... The version that I had been using was the 1590C, which is okay. I'm still the reverb, okay. the reverb that I do, the the Calcedonian dual reverb. That mm-hmm. one's still the C. That one's still the tall one. But what I'm using now for the the BB footprint, it's still the same footprint as the 1590BB. Mm-hmm. Is the 1590BBS, which is the same thing that the JHS double barrel uses. Okay, so as you can see. Whoa! It's much shorter. Holy crap, dude! Yeah. That's and awesome. So you guys can't see footprint. this. Yeah, you guys can't see um, this. But, but like, for John's reference, um, but yeah, yeah. It, it makes because my because my pedal board has has a V1 E89. Actually, number one E89. Serial number one on that. Oh, pedal. that's right. That's right. Um, so it's got it's got that one in in tall form fa- uh, form factor. It's got the tall form factor Luther tap tremolo. It's got yep. the tall form factor uh, Chalcedonian dual reverb, which is yep. staying that way for the time being. And then the and you got the first one of that one too. Geneva. That's yeah, true. You, Although you it's not brand, it, it is not branded as such, but it was <clears> the prototype. True. I like to say That's it's my true. signature pedal note. Although Cody has never really owned up to that. <laughs> We've never confirmed nor denied it. Um, so yeah, it's it it helps uh, it helps save a little space in a road case. If that's a concern, well, if it's on the back yeah, row, actually, it, it helps with organization too. Because you know, I'll be completely forthright here: the, sure. the tallness of those pedals kind of makes makes them need to stay on the top half of the pedal board. Right. Otherwise, right. it's going to block things behind it, which right. um, actually works pretty well. The way I use things, I kind of run signal chain front to back, like right to left and front to back. That's that's kind of how I do it. So, um, you know, your front right is kind of your um, tuner, low gain, compression, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, preamps. Yep. And then um, on the right side, it's always gain, and it always goes up and to the left, and then there's a volume pedal, and then it starts with uh, modulation in the same in the same vein. But it was always difficult with my E89 because I'd want that first or second stage. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But I'd yeah. have to put it all the way on top. So I had all <laughs> these weird cables, and I used to be a temple board user. And so there were literally like two cables in the entire world that fit through the holes on those things. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm on a Pedal Train Pro now, so, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Um, but that's awesome news uh, because, you know, I, I, I don't think that's been like um, – uh, a deal breaker for anybody, but I think it's been something that people have been wanting for a long time, and that's awesome to right. see that you've right. gotten there with it. Right, and and E89 users will be happy to know that the knobs all line up now. <laughs> because I, I had with the old dually and the old old E89, the uh, I was just using the regular 1689 and Edward circuit boards, circuit boards yep. tra- just 
you know, cramming them in there and calling it a day, uh, which was fine for a while. Uh, but now, uh, Kyle Daly, my circuit board designer, you should, if, if you're in the pedal building world, you should get Kyle to lay out your circuit boards. He is incredible at what he does. And, um, so he has hooked me up with individual circuit boards for both the E89 and the Dually. Also, circuit board mounted everything. The only wires I have to even run on those pedals now are from the foot switches. And it just makes my life so much easier. I pop it in, I screw everything on, and I'm good. And, uh, yeah, so super excited about that. And nose pedal is also getting a little love in the form of this is the dumbest uh, product name I've ever come up with. And this is the easy preezy. <laughs> and it is, it's a little tiny two by two, always on boost. Uh, gives you about four decibels of boost. It's meant to just kind of fatten your tone, push your amp a little more. You know, if you, if you, you know, kind of get your amp close to where you want it and it's clean tone, uh, but you think you need a little extra, but you don't want to turn up the gain on your amp or whatever, throw this thing in front. Fattens everything up, pushes your amp just a tiny bit harder, or it pushes your gain pedals harder, or it can help, uh, like, if you have, if you like to use an effects loop, which I don't know why you would, um, and the effects loop kind of loses a little something when you use it, uh, you can throw this in there. Up. Yeah, for sure. And bring it back up. You know, and, I think it'd be, it'd be an awesome tool for people who use loop switchers, too. I mean, that way you have a super tiny little boost there where you yeah. just have a button on your on your loop switcher for, for boost and you smash it and it's that you know, it's that one thing super small. Yep. That's the same enclosure as like the uh um uh, it's like the the tiny tap and uh the, yep. the just the, the tiny little micro expressions that you make and, and it's that yep. same enclosure, right? Yep. Okay, it's, yeah, so yeah, it's super it's two, tiny. Two inches by two inches, no switch, doesn't even have an LED. Um, it's, it's, you know, and you could also use this instead of a buffer, uh, you know, oh, yeah, nothing, sure. you know buff, buffers are great, but you could also throw this and it would do the same thing and a little bit extra. Um, for sure. I mean, that's, it, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost 100%, you know, play with my Zwingli on all the time, not only because I like the way it yeah. sounds, but, but just to add a little bit of, of girth and oomph with with most of my guitars i have some that are that are kind of rowdy and so i, I have to turn it off for those but you know that would be if <laughs> i had if i had to do like a fly rig or a micro board but still wanted the same responsiveness and the same gain structure right. as i'm used to right something like that that just boosts the uh the kind of the the input of the signal chain slash output of whatever's in front of it a little more i mean that's super useful yep. yeah and uh and kind of my like even my personal rig uh, my always-ons are the Regeneration Buffer, Calvin Compressor, yep. and then the Zwingli. But mm -hmm. if, if you do need a fly rig, if you're trying to do like a nano board, and, and you do want the exact, not exact, but the same concept of that Zwingli giving you just a little bit, it's that sweetener, fattener for your tone, sure. uh, and, and you don't want it to take up any room, dude, this thing's $39.99 retail. Um, stupid, stupid deal. Uh, as opposed to the one forty nine ninety nine for the Zwingli, which soft touch bypass and three knobs, you know, so there is a difference. <laughs> There's a substantial difference. Uh, but depending on what you need and what you're trying to do, one of those is going to make more sense than the other one will. And either one will work. So 
I guess we should wrap it up on that, right? Yeah, I suppose. I, I guess yeah. that's. I guess that's. Let's see. Any any other thing we could talk? All right, wait, here we go. Are you planning on going to visit any other builders or or, or vendors while you're there? Uh, you know, people that that you personally follow. I mean, I mean, you know, any friends in the industry, that sort of stuff that that you're going to go swing by and see. Who are you yeah, excited we'll, to see at Nam? We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, oh. I think some of those will come out maybe in the next episode of the Doxology podcast. Ah, there we go. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Yes, so that, stay tuned gotta, for that. We've got our listeners on the hook now. They're coming back for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we should have some surprise guests next week. And, nice. Um, so, yeah. So my recommended for this week, version 2 Dually and the Easy Preasy, actually. So I'm going to link just, to those. Don't listen to them. Just go buy his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on getting demos together for it. I've got, I'm still working on building yours, but my cousin Amos, who does, who's done a ton of videos, has Absolutely. some stuff on the way. And uh, we're going to start doing shootout videos, and we're going to get more video content because people want to know how it stacks up uh, compared there to some of these more popular pedals. And I know that... I'm a nobody who builds out of his house, and that's cool. So we're just and I'm and I'm an absolute hack of a musician. So I mean, yes, exactly. If it, if it sounds that good with me playing through it, you know, it's it's going to sound even better with with uh, y'all right. out there playing through it. Absolutely. Right. So recommended Dually V2. That I've been playing with an E89 for a while, just because I liked the two different uh, circuits. Mm-hmm. But I it might change with the Dually. I might yeah, make I mean, that my got main. Those, you've got the blendy guy. stuff, you know. You've got the blendy stuff, which is which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty stoked. What are you recommending this week? Oh god, I don't know. Um, I'd a, a solid meatball sandwich. I think. You know, it's it's cold <laughs> here. You know, I we'll you know, post a recipe. Jersey Mike's or something. You know, go go get yourself a meatball sub. Uh, outside of that, um, you know. Take some time to uh, to listen to some good music, uh, to buy all of Cody's things, and uh, to really reflect <laughs> on on what we're called to in worship as worshipers, um, because that is what we are first. Um, rather than worship leaders, worship musicians, or this that, or the other thing, we are first children of God called to worship Him. So spend some time uh, this week spending all of your money uh, on Westminster effects and uh, thinking about things. That's I can I'm get down with that. I can get down <laughs> with that. And a meatball sub. While eating a meatball yeah. sub. Yes. So if you are actively writing and performing music and would like to be an official Westminster artist and even get your song played at the end of one of these podcast episodes, fill out our application at WestminsterEffects.com. Uh, we've gotten a couple applications the last couple weeks, and nice. I haven't gotten around to them because I'm getting ready for NAM. So deal with it for a minute. Uh, just be patient with me Uh, not an outro song per se but here is my demo it's going to be terrible of the easy preasy so you can hear just how much this thing will fatten your tone and once again if it sounds like that when Cody plays it it'll sound even better when you play (laughs) it exactly see you next week see ya hey everybody change of plans this is John here again with you 
Uh, it turns out that Cody was a little too busy getting ready for his trip out to Anaheim for the NAMM show this year that we do not have the Easy Preasy demo ready for you. So instead, uh, here is my rundown of the new uh, nose pedal modded Ibanez TS9. So if this is a pedal that you have and have grown a bit tired of, uh, go ahead and send it over to us and uh, we can uh, make it shake. Uh, here's the demo. Hey everybody, John Ross here with Nose Pedal, and I am here today to introduce you guys uh, to three brand new mods available from Nose Pedal uh, on commercially available pedals. So maybe this is one that you have in your collection, uh, kind of tired of, want to switch it up a little bit. Well, you can send it over to Nose. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and and we'll we'll make the changes to it, and you'll get back something completely different and completely awesome at the same time. This is a nose pedal modded Ibanez TS9. Uh, as far as the rest of the signal chain, uh, running through some different uh, buffered pedals here and there, uh, but the most important things that you are going to hear other than the featured pedal is you are going to see a, uh, well here rather, a Westminster Effects Calcedon dual reverb. Uh, it'll have the Nicene spring side turned on. Uh, just gives it a little bit of extra mm -mm -mm. Uh, and then all that's going to be running into a Westminster Effects Geneva Amp Sim, which uh, uh, you've seen me talk about in previous videos. It is an amazing all analog AC30 amp and cab sim uh, with a built-in DI. Uh, and that's just going to be running straight into the audio interface. So without further ado, uh, here is my clean tone. <laughs> That's on the middle pickup uh, switch, because uh, I, I bumped it with my leg. So here's the bridge, uh, which is where I'll kind of be playing everything. Uh, but I'll, I'll flip up to the neck a couple times, so. All right, let's go ahead and roll all of those knobs directly uh, actually, I have, I have the output uh, turned up just to kind of gain stage the rest of my board. Uh, so we're going to leave the output as, as it is. And we're going to set the, uh, the drive and the tone knobs uh, to noon o'clock. Let's go ahead and turn that puppy on and see what we got. So as you can hear, it has that great, uh, that great t So as you can hear, it has that great tube screamer uh, saturation. Uh, the the clipping is very very familiar in feel and sound. I mean, it is a tube screamer, but this one is special. So what the nose pedal mod does is it does two things. The first one is it increases the dynamic range, uh, but on, on the drive knob. So uh, it has less drive than your typical TS9 and has more drive than your typical TS9, uh, which there are a lot of mods that add just more of everything. This adds more and less uh, because uh, you never know. You never know. So we're going to go ahead and roll that down and see what we've got. So still you've got that mid-boosted tube screamery feel. but with tons of clarity. Back to where we started. 
where you get a little bit more of an asymmetrical breakup. And then we can go all the way up. So really, really cool to have all that functionality uh, built into just what appears to be your standard tube screamer. Uh, so what else is special about this is the output stage has been changed up. So the output stage of this, uh, even though it is a TS9, is wired as a TS808. So you've got fantastic dynamic range and, uh, and just a really classic sought overtone in a, a very accessible and easy to find pedal. Uh, so that is pretty cool. Uh, let's go ahead and we're just going to take, uh, take a listen. So there you have it, the Tube Screamer mod from Nose Pedal.